So what are the what are the issues you touched on earlier? What are the issues of working with a largely female workforce? As you well, it was earlier. difficult for I'm just me curious. personally, but I don't think you know. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. If you're if again, if your company works better, but what was as difficult all women, about it for great. you personally? I'm just curious. Um. What was difficult for me personally? What was difficult for Too me? many pillow fights. Yeah. <laughs> Much fucking talking about Kim Kardashian. Uh, no. Um... time Isaac had a nervous breakdown because he was trying to back into my parking spot out there and uh, he was just like I can't do it <laughs> sorry for blowing out the microphone I feel like that's so Isaac I do not doubt that whatsoever that's just like drove away. yeah he drove away I was like oh, I assume he's returning I assume he's coming back did he come back uh, yeah he came back he just found oh, she's leaving already where are you going like, sorry guys, not oh. for me. <laughs> okay, so who do we have here today? We have a okay special episode with other podcasters, fellow yes, podcasters, fellow podcasters, although not fellows. Correct, fellows, fellows, fellows. So who are you? I'm do Lauren, and I'm Bree, Bree Hunter, Bree Hunter, and Lauren Madden. Yes, your official name, your oh, your yeah. legal name. Yes. Any relation to John Madden? No. I Guy wish. Madden, the Mm-mm. no, no Canadian significant Madden. Why would you do that, Isaac? Too. Why would you know somebody who has a similar last name to famous people? It would be great. And to you know to that Steve person Madden. gets annoyed by questions like that. Yeah, we so. got a Madden and a Disney in the same room, and yet you would go and See, do that, exactly what's annoying. That would be. We all I'm have sure last that names that could be famous. Simpson, well, I feel like. But Hunter, Simpson and Hunter all... are so common, whereas Disney and Madden are less so. Yeah, less common. Yeah. Anyway, so you ladies have a podcast called Faster, Better, and in Heels. Faster, Better, and in Heels, which is sort of a reference to women doing the same thing as men, but faster and better and in heels. Yes. Like, don't you know that What's-Her-Name did everything that Fred Astaire did, but backwards and in heels? That's where we got it That's from. That's where you got it, right. Ginger Rogers. Ginger Rogers, right. Cool. Okay, so what's the podcast about and where can people find it? So it's generally about we talk about things that are dominated by men, mostly controlled by men, anything from whether it's a particular film, a industry, a scandal, whatever. And we just bring up the hypothetical situation if more women happen to be involved in said situation. Um, it's nothing to do, it's not like a male versus female type thing. It's, it's not just casual. angry shrieking. No. It's oh not just gosh, angry no. shrieking about men. Oh, not at all. What, no. What shows are angry shrieking about men, I think? What shows are? Yeah. Because uh, obviously you're referring guys to Guys We something. Fucked? Is it? <gasps> I don't know. Have you listened to that? Someone keeps recommending no. it for me. So how also would you describe your, the difference in... Which role do each of you play in your podcast? Oh, it's simple. I'm what this the quote smart one. You're the um, funny one. No, it's Lauren's like the sexy nerd, and then no. I'm the Howard Stern with tits. That's how I market no. myself. <laughs> I'm the shock jock of the that's podcast. Good. So I think that's a good that, that's that's a good uh, 
that's a good balance. Balance. Uh, yeah, yeah Isaac is the Howard Stern with tits. If I'm 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 also <laughs> similar size tits. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> How many episodes have you guys done? Just what is your? I think five. Are you guys like every week? Every week. I just like to hear about podcast stuff. I'm oh yeah, so it. we upload um, every Monday. And we're available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Nice. You're doing it right. You got to keep recording. This is the mistake a lot of podcasts make is that they do one and they're like, why doesn't this have 200,000 hits yet? Right. I'm going right. to wait until it does and then it never does. No, you but... have to convince your audience that you're never going to go away. Yeah. And then they will, you know, you have to Stick make around. them know like, oh, there's not going to be one week where you wake up and this is not here. Right. Yeah. You know, um, but I think you guys have a good dynamic and I think you have a good angle. You know, I think it's an interesting because you do a lot of research, which I think is cool. Like you really like come very it's a foreign well, concept it's not to even us. That, no, it's just an easy Google search. It's actually crazy. <laughs> the pe- the shit that people write about. And I just happen to highlight to make myself sound more intelligent than I really am. But <laughs> well, no, but it's cool. I mean, you, you're offering like good facts on stuff, you know, which is always good to. I mean, I think that's why people listen to a lot of podcasts because they want to ha- know more we try yeah. to make it less accusatory right just we're analytical. very sensitive to that accusatory like we don't, yeah like we don't want to come off as like feminazi i don't know if you can say that on a podcast but yeah yes we just don't want to be said it. like oh well, i just said it anyway but <laughs> you can't say that yeah like we, i don't know we just don't want to be like like shrews like yeah, you know, we well, I don't think either of you guys are funny. that. Like, yeah. you, neither of you are that in your personality. Like, I don't think right. if anybody were to meet you two in real life, either of you come off as like angry people at all. Right. Can I ask yeah. you guys something? You both worked with Isaac in a professional setting, right? We don't, need, we don't need to describe where that was, but I am curious about Isaac in a professional setting, uh, like working Isaac. What is that? It doesn't seem any different than that. Really? Really? Not at all. Just comes in as himself. You guys can be honest because I don't work there anymore, so it's totally fine. No, really. I mean, I think we've been sitting here for a total of 10 minutes and you seem the same. as. I think you're like a very, like, you either love him or hate him and Mm. I have a similar personality. People either love me or they're like, they can't stand me. So I get that. Yeah, polarizing. But I don't think that's necessarily like a bad thing. Right. What do Um, people around the office think of Isaac? Um, just exactly that. They either love him or they hate nice. him. Yeah. I do think they thought that you were very talented. I'm not just saying that. People say you're creatively, you're very talented. Thank you. So I, well, for one, will miss not working with you in a professional <laughs> setting. Miss not working with me? Well, uh, <laughs> wait, miss. Oh, no. no miss yeah, no, working with I'm just you. Kidding. Sorry. No, yes, exactly I misspoke. Well, that. thank you for saying that. I mean, you know, uh, I will say that the time that I spent at the shared workplace that we all had together was uh you know it's a very it was a pretty unique environment i would say and Mm -hmm. so it was probably there were times in which it was good but sometimes it was also times when it was not the best version of myself that was there but i mean i guess ever that's true of everybody isn't it right what does that mean exactly wasn't the best version of yourself you know, I mean, the workplace can suck sometimes. You know that better than anybody. Certainly do. Yeah. What do you think people think of you in the workplace? Are you polarizing? Um, I don't I don't know that I'm polarizing. I think that there's people that maybe think I'm mean and grumpy. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think I'm polarizing. But I don't work in a creative office, so it's a little bit different. 
I work in a very technical right, right. zone. It's just like getting it. So done. either you know what you're doing or you don't. Right, right. That's kind of like the What's the line. gender balance in your office? Yeah. Heavily ours is male. Skewed. Heavily so male. You're, so oh, ours was ex- female to the extreme. Mm. Yes. And that was really tough for Why? me to deal with. For you? Yeah, it was just not... Uh, it was hard. It was not my favorite. I mean, and I guess this kind of will lead into exactly what our day's topic sure. is. Women in the workplace. So (laughs) California passed a law in October that mandates that corporate boards of public companies, so this is like, uh, you know, the Googles of the world, the Facebooks of the world, must have one woman on the corporate board in 2019, and if you don't, you get a fine of like $100,000 or $300,000. And then by 2021, it's basically half. You have to have half women. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other yeah, part if, of the law. Uh, a corporation has, if a corporation has, this is by 2021, if a corporation has six or more directors on its board, then a minimum of three directors must be female. If a corporation has five on its board, then a minimum of two directors must be female. And if a corporation has four or few d- fewer directors on its board, the minimum of one director must be female. Yeah, and that's by 2021. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, it's just interesting why they have to make a law about it, but balance. But you're pro. You're pro. I'm half yeah. and half. Should we, should we just, should we take the... Should we read the room? Should we take the temperature here? <laughs> should everybody go ahead and just say right now and then should we just dive if in? If they're pro or anti... Yeah. I think that I am anti, but I'll explain why. Oh, it's going to be a good podcast, you guys. Here we go. <laughs> what do you think, think Chuck? Uh, I am i don't have any problem with corporations being regulated by the government. Right. So this is a, I'm fine with this. You're fine. I don't see any problem. Can sure. I ask a question? So corporation, define that. Does that mean certain number of employees or yeah any? i mean I, I would say large corporations no no, no. in this corporations. case there's a very specific de- definition it's a publicly traded yeah, publicly corporation. Traded yeah. corporation. so it has to be traded on a very famous <laughs> that's okay. the wrong word on a recognized stock exchange so like nasdaq mm-hmm. new york stock exchange um so basically, really large companies. This isn't like mom and pop's hardware store. Yeah, if you're like you a nonprofit I mean? <laughs> and you have a board of directors, yeah, then it's right. not going to affect you. Yes, absolutely true. So it's only publicly traded companies. So it's really, there's only, I think, 780 publicly traded Cal- uh, companies headquartered. And it's also only headquartered in California. So, mm-hmm. and this will, we'll have uh, a discussion about this other issue. But actually, most corporations, even headquartered in California, are actually. Delaware corporations. And the reason for that is because Delaware is awesome. Right. No, it's because Delaware has really favorable corporate laws. So almost every corporation in America that you know of is a Delaware corporation, technically. Right. But they're headquartered in California. They obviously don't have any headquarters in Delaware. So that's actually, this law is uh, implicates that in a kind of major way. But anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that later. The point is, these are only very, very large corporations. Sorry, that, my mind's blown. About Delaware? That, yeah, it's true. Fact. Almost every big corporation you know is actually uh, incorporated in Delaware. Isn't Nevada similar in yes. some way? Yeah, way? a lot of places yeah. do Nevada also, but for the same reason. Okay. So probably some of them are Nevada also. But Have you ever tried to incorporate in California? Yeah, it's like 800 bucks a year. Yeah, it's really expensive. It's yeah, whereas it's like nothing in those places. 
Interesting. Always about the dinero. Yep, that's correct. Right. So, um, yeah, this law really doesn't affect a whole lot of companies, but it's clearly aimed at big, fancy, sexy tech companies who do not have enough women on their board. Right. Why is it? Do you want to describe why you are anti? Anti. Well, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why I'm anti. I mean, I think the sentiment of the law is legitimate. I mean, I, I don't think it's bad to have women on your corporate board. Um, the the <laughs> proponents of the law Good. say that uh, there's evidence that boards that have women on it generally the company is more successful. I don't know like where that evidence is, but they say that in some of the articles. And I'm sure that that's true. You know, I mean, it's actually great that you guys are both here because we were just working in a office environment that was so hyper female that it was not great because it was all one thing. Right. And I've also worked in environments that were all men, which for me was all easy. It was easier, you know, for me. But I also can see the virtue of having it be more balanced. I think that that's good. If I was to have my own company, I would almost certainly have women on the board. I don't think I would mm -hmm. not if it's me, right? But to force companies to do it, I think is misguided. And, and not only that, it's a quota. It's a right. sex quota, which is unconstitutional. I mean, you can't really do that. You mm -hmm. can't prioritize women over men in a quota way, and we can talk more about that also, why that is and why that's unconstitutional, but it's discriminatory. I mean, it, you know, because it's going to become blood feud. You know, you're going to force women in to these boards today, and then what's going to happen in 100 years later? It's going to swing, the pendulum's going to swing way back the other way, and blah, 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 blah. Right. So, and also, I think- Wait, what? Say that again. The reason Just why we have anti-discrimination laws yeah. that prevent- governments from discriminating against people based on sex and race is because the reason why quotas, for example, are unconstitutional is because the idea is, yeah, okay, you have this really short-sighted goal of fighting inequality. And today you prioritize women over men or black people over white people. And then, okay, sure. Maybe you're fixing the problem in the short term, but in the long term, you're just going to have the same problem because you're codifying inequality. You're and the law and should be uh, completely equal in that sense. There should not be no race or gender should get specific better treatment because they happen to be born that race or gender, right? Because in the long run, you're just going to create more inequality because the pendulum will swing and people will be like, "Oh well, you said men shouldn't be hired in this a hundred years ago. That's fucked up." You know, it'll be a forever back and forth situation of discriminatory trying to fix the problems of the past. Right. So I agree with that. And I think that that's why quotas, for example, are unconstitutional. Race quotas. Okay. So that's one thing. The other thing is I wouldn't want to be a woman on one of these boards that's forced in. That's like the one right. thing that keeps me on the edge of being in favor is just because like, sorry to interrupt. No, but, but it's not at all. You know, I think the reason why 
we probably think it's ridiculous is because we obviously are going to consider both men and women for, you know it's like whatever it just depends on your qualifications but in the case that a corporation is just you know just don't see women as suitable for a role and yeah it's like in that case the law makes sense so i don't know it's a delicate when i was in law school for example we uh the you know heavy again it can't be a race quota so there's a difference Mm -hmm. between a quota and a plus okay so what a quota is is if uh tulane law school where i went to law school for example came along and said 25 percent of our class has to be black has to has to that's unconstitutional it's illegal you can't do that. That has been stricken down by the Supreme Court as unconstitutional because it's discriminatory. Right. Right. However, if Tulane law, the way they get around it is However, they say, <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's got his board. Uh, been if, waiting. <laughs> if they say, if they say, oh no, 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 there's no quota. But if somebody comes from a, an underrepresented race, that will give them extra points as a candidate, a plus. That's not unconstitutional. I think that's fair. Mm. That distinction to me seems so arbitrary and weird, but it's like I also kind of get it, but I don't know. I think it's like Chris Rock has that joke about affirmative action where he says, like, if you're white and you're more qualified at the job than I am, you should get it. But if we're equally qualified, I should then I should get it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So in other words, like he's saying, like, you know, if I'm less qualified than you, then no, like that doesn't make any sense. But if we're just equally as qualified, then, yeah, I should get one extra leg up to kind of get my way in there. Sure. I mean, that makes sense. But why? What's the why should that happen? Well, I think I mean, if you just ask people who are like blue and true liberals, they'd say like, oh, because, you know, it's good to be diverse and, you know, to have, you know, to give people opportunity. But I feel like if you're not, the other argument is you can't ask people to like pull themselves up by their bootstraps and raise their culture and raise their community out of poverty or this, that, and the other thing if you're not actually going to give them those opportunities. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I totally, I mean, I get it. I I totally understand the reasoning behind these things. I'm not saying it's like, it makes no sense. What do you think are the negative effects of this being in place though? Like currently? Well, okay. And not slippery slope future, but like now, what are the problems with instituting a law like this? Well, so in the short run for the 2019 law, only 19% of companies are in violation as it is, right? Right. So having one female on the board, there's really a very tiny percentage of public companies that that's even going to be an issue for at all. So in the short run, there's not going to be any bad consequences at all. Right. In 2021, or whenever that second phase is supposed to go, forcing boards to be half female... That seems a little extreme to me. What's going to happen? Does this mean just like as of, what is it, 2021, you said? Right. Yep. Are they going to fire people, like men on the Well, board? so a lot of the people that are defending the law are saying, no, uh, actually, you don't have to fire anybody. You can just add women to the board, right? So it's like if you have a six-person board now, you have to make a nine-person board and just add three women, right? That's kind of the idea. But you got to keep in mind, you got to pay those people. And not only do you have to pay those extra people, you have to, you know, reorganize your whole sort of situation to accommodate that. And is it really likely that they're going to just add those three? Like, maybe. But it seems very weird to be 
forcing people to do that. I mean, I, I kind of feel like uh, companies should be allowed. I mean, I'm in the sense of corporate governance. I think I'm a libertarian in the sense where I think like, you know, if you want to have a, I genuinely kind of believe like if you want to have a store that only serves black lesbians and only employs black lesbians and that's it. Like you kind of should have the freedom to do that. What's the name of that store? Let's pitch some stuff. Brainstorm. <laughs> Be very careful, Isaac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let's not play that. Yeah. As a matter of fact, there's no. I thought that was so specific. Too. Like you didn't skip a beat. You weren't like, oh, black uh, lesbian. You were like black lesbians. Like you had thought yeah. about this. He's store been to a, before. I've been trying to set this up. Is this for about years? that coffee shop in Long Beach <laughs> that, that you would go read Milo Yiannopoulos' yeah. book oh, at? Oh yeah, we had a, many it's, lesbian coffee shops and uh and it was great the best one was called wide open palms wide palms open eyes wide eyes open oh. palms right and isaac what would go name. there with his milo book and i would go there yeah just and say subtle <laughs> so subtle you, men's rights so you're saying that you nobody better start trouble with me <laughs> yeah it's a free country oh my God. <laughs> so you're saying that you aren't a fan fan of that law is because like you think people should have the right to run their corporation as they see fit just because of what they believe well or... okay so again the example that i was going to use before is when i went to tulane law uh there was the plus situation so we had a lot of african-american people uh who went there who uh their test scores were a lot lower than the white people who went there right that's just the inevitable situation of what ends up happening so in order to, and this you've seen the same pattern a million times over. In order to like make sure the black people were on the same level as the white people, they had additional classes for the black people. And all this ended up doing is creating this like resentment and this subclass of black people who are like in their like remedial reading room. It had the opposite effect, in my opinion. Like, especially in the South, oh. every white person who was a racist would just be like, "Yep, the you know, like." And actually, unlike in California, there are real, legitimate racists in Louisiana. I mean, like, really racist people, like that oh, I yes. would deal with. I mean, who actually genuinely like. I have family in rural Mississippi. People. Oh yeah, you're from the South. Kind ish. of. Kind of. South yeah. Carolina. North Carolina. Like South adjacent, I feel like. But I wasn't even like born there, so. But I lived there, and my but my father's parents live in small town Mississippi, wow. like smack dab hour away from Jackson. Like Whoa. my, I'm pretty sure my great grandfather, ironically enough, because I'm half Mexican, I'm pretty sure my great grandfather was part of the KKK. Wow. And so your mom is Mexican. Yes. Wow. So um, when my dad brought her home to meet the fa- folks, it was a. It was a big problem. Mm-hmm. It was a rough day at the Madden yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, totally. The South is like a whole different like, world yeah. in that sense. Like, I remember I got in the car with a guy one time, like a friend of a friend, and he just started like just ranting about black people. Just being like, you know, fucking N-words, like, said, like just oh pointing them out as he was That's going crazy. along. And I was just like, Wow. You're like putting the window lock on. Like, please, God, don't like, like, really don't open does, the window. Like, this really does exist. This yeah. really, I, I'd never experienced that before. I also Insane. went. I, some of my black friends visited me during Mardi Gras. And we went to. I've told the story seven thousand times. So we went to this party, and uh, we walked in, and it was like you know, in New Orleans again, it's very segregated, especially like in parties, and the like the music stopped, 
and the mom came down in the party. This was during Mardi Gras, and they were like, uh, "You, there's a lot of people here who don't know my son." Uh, and then they like looked at me and my like two black friends that were with me, and they're like, "Who do you know here?" Oh, and they kicked us wow. out oh of the God. party, and I got so mad, and I was like yelling at them, accusing them of being racist. And wow, they, we SJW like, Isaac. I'm Mexican. Yeah, this was back when before I became radicalized. <laughs> before you started hating <laughs> black people. Radicalized. No. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so um, the, the bottom just line of what I'm trying South, to say. It's, I mean, that's mm-hmm. definitely throughout the country. Like the Northeast can be totally. just like that. I mean, sure. Boston yes. is yeah. like... Boston is really bad. I think everybody has their uh, irrational hatred of some group. Yes. Right. Like, who do you hate, Brie? <laughs> Who's your group? Oh, been on the spotlight. Usually it's like somebody White that's like... White male libertarians who hang out uh, in downtown LA. Uh-oh. No, no, no. I'm not a libertarian. No, I don't really... Isaac's a slippery snake with the political yeah, labels. I'm, I'm nothing. I'm a nothing. Who do I hate? Um... I don't even like using that word. I guess I would say I hate alt. Who irks you? I mean, it's irrational. It's a total irrational hate. That's everybody has some group that they're like, oh, those people are the problem. You know, (laughs) (laughs) know. it's irrational. I just don't like prejudiced people in general. Right. We know what Isaac's group actually is. Yeah, we do. let's not get into that. <laughs> oh, <but>, no. Uh, <laughs> One of our attorneys is a Jew. <laughs> just kidding. I am Jewish, so it's fine. But uh, um, the point that I was trying to make was I don't think it was helpful for this community of black people at Tulane. I don't think the effects... I understand totally the... I agree with you. I understand mm-hmm. the good intentions... Uh, but the road to hell is ba- paved with good intentions. But that's you know, a situa- it's like the, the effects were the absolute opposite of what they were of what they were trying to do. That's also know? a situation that is the very definition of a quota happening, and it's not the plus system, right? Because, no, that's not a, that was a plus. But that's strange to me because if their test scores were lower than than the white students, yeah. but they're still able to get in, then there's a qualification that they're not meeting, so right? That's a Whereas quota, if right? it was a plus, they have the same test scores they get the uh, benefit of being admitted because of the plus of them being black. No, but the plus is strong. It's a strong plus. So it overcomes the negative test scores. You see what I'm saying? Oh. Yeah. So, so it's not like in addition to, but it's supplementing, it's supplementing the other pieces. Yeah. In this case, it was definitely supplementing. Okay. But that's still and, and like basically that. a quota system, even though not uh, in name, but in function. But in function, yes. yes. And, and that this is what's so absurd about this distinction that the courts make between pluses and quotas and that actually... Well, yeah, when if it comes down to it, there's no difference. If it's not treated like a plus, right. if it's treated in this way that it makes up for other issues, sure. Yeah. No, and I think that that's completely true. And the article that I read, uh, the legal article, which is actually quite good, about this issue says that exact thing. It says um, that like there's really no actual difference in the, the plus system. Sorry, I'm trying. To My hinge it. notifications are going it. off, Ooh. and Lauren yeah, is cracking up I'm right now. Like, I mean, what's going on on Hinge? Now, how do you use that app? Liked her. Ugh. We just got so we just like this conversation just ran out of steam. We're talking about Hinge. <laughs> no. Speaking of racially profiling, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had a whole episode about that. Do you racially profile on Hinge? Um, a little bit. Oh, really? I have like a. I mean, if you have a t- if you have a type, you have a type. So. Uh, yeah, I have like a fetish for Middle Eastern men. Oh, nice. I like. I consider myself an equal opportunity employer, 
but I have to say, like, they have a plus, as you would say. They there's no plus. quota, but there's a plus. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're, if there's like a white guy that I really like, or an Asian guy, or whatever, black guy doesn't matter. Like, if the like the Middle Eastern guy, like, you know, they're on the same level, I'm probably gonna go with the Middle Eastern. That's guy. so interesting. I don't you know. like middle any type of Middle Eastern. Yeah, like Jordanian. I've opened myself Saudi. up to to like um now like oh I'm into Jewish guys now yeah I, I think I've heard you saying that many times yeah but but beyond I'm also but into beyond, male men of the sciences right yeah or men of the That's sciences like, but do what, they have to sciences? be Middle Eastern Jewish Social or what about like a Saudi guy. <laughs> um, could be anything I'll any anything. any Middle Easterner any Middle Easterner That's so funny. Yeah, I don't. That's know. really hilarious. I think I'm just like a little bit rebellious too because I grew up in like a very whitewashed place. So I was like, okay, what is the exact, exactly? how far? That's Do you signal that in your profile? You're like into Middle East. Kind of into them. Yeah. Trying to fill a quota over here, you guys. No, but you can set your preferences. Did you guys know that? You can set your preferences to see more people of either a certain um, race or oh, a certain. I thought you couldn't. I thought that's illegal. Oh, it's not illegal. No, not on Hinge. Oh, Hinge. Well, Hinge lets you do that. You. Fascinating. That's interesting. That's uncommon on those phone dating apps. Usually it's just everybody. I never it's had an age. ethnic type. I was always down for whatever, but. I love that. The funny thing is, all the girls I've ever dated are like total clones of each other that's <laughs> uh anyway so okay so lauren why are you pro let's hear your reasoning for why you are into this law and then i want to hear charles's reasoning like lib cuck I'm, bullshit i'm lib-cuck just thinking bullshit. i'm thinking about the people or not people corporations that like you know just don't even consider women as a part of the board i i really don't know like who exactly has this issue but it's just kind of like a slap in the face and kind of forcing them to try to make their work environment a little more balanced and of course that's why again like we probably find it slightly ridiculous because like we don't we just see men and women as like humans it's not like a matter of men versus women but for i'm sure certain companies they just happen to have majority male and just are constantly like sticking with that same pattern so let me ask you this. Why, and this is going to be me mm-hmm. playing the role of a two-year-old and just asking obvious why questions over and over, <laughs> but why is it important for women and men to be balanced in the workplace in the first place? Well, we have different personality traits. So again, if there's too much of too many men, too many women, it tends to skew things to a certain um, level. Mindset. Yeah. Sure, but if a company wants to just have their weird warped culture, mm-hmm. why don't they have the right to just have that weird warped culture? Because we live in a society where everyone's sensitive over everything. Sure, but you're <laughs> saying you're pro this. I'm just saying, like, yeah. why? Why is it important to have women in the workplace be equal to men? Why is that important? Is am I allowed to? Am yeah, I allowed to yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So no holds barred. I feel, yeah, I feel like are there official rules in this? As contest? a man, you, I'll tell you, you're allowed. <laughs> no. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm totally joking. That's good. Getting, getting, getting. Um, I think Elliot that. Roger. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think that we have the best board in podcasting. <laughs> I love that you have sound effects. I think we need to get that, Lauren. They we need really to elevate the podcast. I like to now. refer to them as audio memes. <laughs> we we need some audio memes are great. We're still working on it. Can you repeat? I'm sorry, not that I wasn't listening, but can you repeat the question? Okay, to make so sure there's all this idea that it's super obvious to everybody that women should be represented equally. So Governor Jerry Brown said. Half the population is being excluded from the workplace. You know, it's obvious that it should be. And I completely understand that argument. But I'm asking you guys, why? Why should a private company that is, sorry, a publicly traded company, but still nonetheless in the private sector, be forced? If a private company wants to have all men. Right. Why should they not just have the freedom to do that? I mean, who cares? Like, just buy from another company, right? Yeah, I know. but then what about a company like Google or Amazon who have so much power and so much influence, um, but there's only men on the board? Do you think maybe, like, you could make a case there that, well, you probably should have one or two women just to get a different perspective on things? Sure. I no, mean- I, I get that, but... Mm-hmm. Should they be legally forced to do that? I mean, because certainly, yeah, you can see from a business standpoint, it's probably better to have a woman on there. I would agree with that. But if they don't agree with me and they want to be crazy male company only, should they be forced to not do that weird thing they want to do? Ugh. I feel like, yeah, I understand In what you're case, saying. Yeah, because yep. we live in a time where, you know, men and women are equally qualified for it. We we can take whatever classes, whatever school we want. Like, we can do whatever we want. It doesn't matter. So, in a way, it's like kind of bringing that to reality. Like, hey, you men and women can do the same thing. I don't everywhere. like the idea of forcing people, and I totally yeah. understand what you're saying. But sometimes throughout history, I feel like people had to be forced in order for change to occur. Like, sure. and speaking of the South and segregation, yeah. I mean, everybody else was like already there. Like they're like, okay, we're going to like allow everybody into the school and this, that, and the other thing. And the South was like, nope. So they had to be forced with, I think the military at some point to, so do you understand? I don't think this is as severe as that, but I also understand the point of like when people are like, okay, now we have to make, we have to mandate it because we've given you the opportunity to do it on your own and you haven't. So, you know, right. But so it's correcting historical wrongs. I think so. But again, it, see, the problem is that when you make it a law, and I, this is where I agree with you, then there are certain companies where it doesn't make sense. And now you're mandating it and you're, you could potentially like screw up a company who doesn't need it. So, for example, in the tech industry, like, do I think it might be helpful to have more women in power? Absolutely. But I don't think that women are necessarily being suppressed in Silicon Valley. Like, I think it just attracts more men. Does that make sense? Well, certain elements of it do. You know, I mean, I think coding, you know, I've never been in a coding environment and I've been in a few where there are women. (laughs) I mean, like, if if you're in a place with a lot of coders, it's going to be almost entirely men. But that's also true of auto mechanics. I mean, that's also true of construction workers. It's also true of plumbers and how many female uh, how many female plumbers are there you know i mean and and that's what another thing that a little bit bothers me in this sense is that we seem to see a lot of this 
arguing in the media and in politics about the top of the top jobs, sexy corporate board jobs at tech companies is being legislated for to make sure that it's equal women. But you have sewer workers that are also 99.9% men and there's no legislation. I mean, this is Nobody's very fighting for those jobs, right? It's, this is very reductive and not really fair because it's not a, it, obviously it's not a power position, but I'm not really seeing too much concern about the fact that men are way overrepresented in shitty jobs like plumbers and construction workers and, you know, soldiers and shit, you know? I mean, some of those jobs you listed are pretty well paying and good. I wouldn't call them shitty. Sure. So even more reason then. Yeah. If they are well paying, why aren't, why aren't, why isn't there a battle to uh, include more women in the plumbers union? And frankly, if there was, I would take the whole demand a whole lot more serious. Sure, I agree with that. If if there was a way for to encourage women to go to trade schools, you know, go learn to be a plumber, that's going to be a job that's going to be around for a long time and it's going to be probably quite lucrative. Right. You know where men if actually Yang is correct. don't have right. um this there's not a lot of representation of men's rights um <coughs> where men are getting the shaft, no pun intended, but the porn industry Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get paid way less. Vice just did like a whole expose that there are guys who literally like work for free, oh, yeah, which I'm, I'm like, sure. how is that even oh, helpful? Like, unless uh, you just want to be in yeah, porn. I think that's men. I think men just, <laughs> just want to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Pro bono. Makes you really don't even have to pay me, <laughs> guys. Bono. I'll just show up. Pro yeah. bono. <laughs> I get a free meal to fuck somebody? <laughs> I get a free meal and I get to be in a, a movie, quote unquote? Yeah, Perfect. Right. It's Perfect enough. for my yeah. reputation. Yeah, bang this girl. Yeah. I have a I question that? for the room. So um, I had a college professor, I actually studied finance, and she was like one of the adjunct professors. So she was still in the workforce. She was pretty high up in a corporation on Wall Street. I'm not going to say which one just to protect her. But she said that she genuinely believed that we would have seen less um, corruption on Wall Street if there were more women involved at the top. I believe that. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. I mean, again, I think women do have a lot to offer to the workplace. I mean, I think in general... (laughs) Thank you, Isaac. Thanks. We're we're still new at this, so... What? What? Why are you laughing? I just I love the magnanimous way that you phrase that. I'm really just being giving. Women, they really do have a lot to offer uh, in the workplace. (laughs) They bring a lot to the table. Surprisingly, they're not just. But hold on. I mean, again, (laughs) Uh I'm saying that because (laughs) I think that there's not enough real analysis of the effects of that. I mean, women in the workplace, our workforce effectively doubled in the past 60, 70 years when women in the workplace became... Something, I would say 50 years. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, since birth control, since technology mm-hmm. kind of freed women from the traditional gender role of, you know, housework, uh, right? And all the shit they had to do. Well, before. who else freed women from, from those things? Women? Yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Like, I, I said women the, were freed. The, the I didn't say like by two. men. I'm well, just no, saying you like... Said, you said technology and birth control freed women, but it was... I think women were very involved in... Wanting to move yes, into the workforce. Yes, absolutely. No, totally true. Domestic duties. and But I'm saying like that sh- paradigm shift. You're talking about literally 
twice as many workers in the workplace. And not only twice as many workers, but workers who are so different than the people who were there before. And any paradigm shift like that, where there's this huge, massive societal shift that's changing the way things were for like many thousands of years, there's going to be good things about it and there's going to be bad things about it. And our society, for whatever reason, views it as a monolithically good thing. Like it's progress, right? And progress is always good, only. But certainly there are negatives, right? Just like any huge cultural shift, there are certainly negatives to women now being equal to men in the traditional workplace, right? It's not only good. Can you give us a specific example? I don't. I, don't, I mean, I'm not no, I don't I have agree it. with you, but like, what's a specific example? Well, like, what's the issue? One spe- one specific example would be that when there's twice as many workers, wages are far lower, which is part of the reason why wages are fucked. Because when you have fewer workers, those workers are worth more money. That's not a function specifically of women. That's a function of there being a lot of workers. Right. But when you suddenly have this whole population that hasn't been working forever, and now they are, then you have twice as many workers, which is why in the 50s, a man with one income could support a family of like five Whereas now, there's no chance you could make it without two Yeah, but incomes, that's that's you know? pretty reductive, too, because what what else happened in that intervening time besides just women entering the workforce, right? Like, have wages increased with, with inflation? Or, no. Or are we making the kind of money uh, able to support an entire family now, uh, regardless of whether women were present? No, but I'm saying, but that's maybe, again, this question is never addressed. The effects of this massive well, cultural kind of, shift are never it's, analyzed. It's kind, we don't analyze Right, it. but it's kind of a very broad question. And there's a lot of pieces of why work has changed over the past absolutely, 50 years. That, absolutely. And again, I... So I'm that's not, why when you say this question is never addressed, it's like, well, it's hard to address this giant... You're misunderstanding what I'm saying. I'm not saying the two are linked at all. I don't know. I'm not in a position to say that. And I don't have the evidence to back it up. All I'm saying is the one thing was a massive shift... But the analysis has never been done to say, what are the positive and negative effects of this massive cultural shift that just happened? Right. You know, like nobody's thinking about it that way because to ask that question is super offensive. You know? Yeah. So what are the what are the issues you touched on earlier? What are the issues of working with a largely female workforce? Well, it was earlier. difficult for I'm just me curious. personally, but I don't think, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. If you're, if again, if your company works better, but what was as difficult all women, about it for great. you personally? I'm just curious. Um, what was difficult for me personally? What was difficult for too me? many pillow fights? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking talking about Kim Kardashian. Uh, no, um, I think women are, and this is actually something I truly believe. I think women are way better at multitasking than men. Absolutely. I genuinely actually believe that and I see that with my wife now. She she'll take the wine out of the cupboard, pull out the like wine opener, then she'll put plates on the table, then she'll go and like do something with laundry. She goes in like these like circles. Whereas yeah, I just do one right. thing. Like I like do <laughs> I finish opening the wine and pour it. 
and then I cook all of dinner. You know what I mean? It's like one thing at a time. A list. We like lists as men. Yeah, yeah. I, think I like to do one thing yeah. until it's done, and then I move on to the Scratch next thing. Whereas I think list. women are much better at doing many things at once in a sort of collaborative way. Like we're chipping away, chipping away. And I genuinely don't think one way is better than the other. I really don't. Um, so I'm a person, you know, I'm a creative. It's depth of focus is very important to me. I need to be really focused on one thing for a long time. Whereas working with, you know, an environment that we were working in where it was 28 women to two men, the multitasking was sort of mandatory. You needed to be communicating how you were chipping away at each thing all the time. You need to be saying, I'm doing this, 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 in this like circle. Whereas I just need to be left alone to complete one task, then move on to the next task, then move on to the next class and not be like communicating what I'm doing, you know? Do you guys agree with that? So... Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, this I mean, is a huge generalization. I'm not saying yeah, this is how I everybody is. But I think what you explained is just because not everyone was a creative in that workplace. Right. Oh, absolutely. Like, there were different departments. Totally. Um, what what I did was very different what you did. What you do requires you to think about one thing at a time. I was simultaneously doing multiple things because that's required of my job. What's required of your job is to focus on one thing. Right. Absolutely. No, I completely so agree. So I think in that case, it's more about the role, like the different roles. It just happens to be that it's right. It's pro- it's like 90% women, 10% men. Right. Um, I think if it was 50-50, you would probably say the same thing. About... What do you mean? Like the multitasking versus like working on one task at a time. Yeah, I got to be honest. Like Just because of the different roles that we The different things that, we had. That, yeah, no, the description you're giving is strange because I work in a largely male workplace with a few women. And we have the same problem where we're getting inundated and bombarded with different requests by people constantly. Right. And it's like, oh, work on this. Answer this email. Come back to this. And some of that is like just systemic dysfunction at the corporate level. Like we don't we don't really organize our, our workplaces very well at all. But I don't really think that's related to women or men controlling or dominating how people work. It's just basic dysfunction. Of just the corporate workplace today. That's, that's been, yeah, that's, that's been that's my very experience. True. That's very true. Is, is that I'm always, I have a million different people pulling at me because everyone has different goals for what they need done and their thing is the most important. So I, I, I don't really agree that the multitasking part is... I don't know. I feel I like that's it, pretty. It's not subject to just women. I yeah. think. Oh, absolutely I think it's, not. I'm I think not that really. That. Oh no. I just think it relates more to the corporate environment in this yeah, day and age, and the roles that we that like everyone plays. Yeah, I guess I just felt, I, and I agree with what you guys are saying that probably a lot of this is a function of the corporate environment. Still, when you're in an environment that are is so extremely female, there are very noticeable differences. So it's not. About, it's not really the same. I mean, it's. To me, it was also, there was so much about, um, I think women are more concerned about like sort of the social um, well-being of the company. You know, like it's always about making sure everybody feels good. Right. Which is very important. And I don't think that should be ignored. But in the male places I've worked for, people are so much meaner to each other right like they are like very cruel you know like they're like you're a fucking idiot yeah you know like i in when i worked to the da people would be like you're what what the fuck is wrong with you oh god no one would ever say what i like about men (laughs) (laughs) no one in the place we worked nobody would 
ever say that. Well, and if they you wouldn't said say it to that, your face. Let's, right. So. They would say it to 8 million other people and then you'd have a meaning about <laughs> why, why you said it. Whereas the man will just be like, no, shut the fuck up. Which I need that because I'm like kind of fucking autistic. So it's like people need to tell me when I'm doing something wrong. I can't not know and there's all this gossip going on behind my back. Like I found that very difficult to deal with. You can't do detective work. To no, right. And then it's like, oh, there's a meeting about like you interrupted yeah. Sandra, you know. And you it's are like, right. That is where you're right because our workplace is mean as shit. Yeah. Like yeah, especially yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can, I, can I ask yeah. what is the ratio between men and women? Oh, I would say I just want to see there's a correlation. This is a very we have a separate office, so I'm not 100% sure on the, the totality, mm-hmm. but I, I put it at like 80-20. Wow. Yeah, that was like And we is it because of just the type of work that you do? I or? think so. Um, and there's no reason for it. Uh-huh. I, I, I think it's probably sort of a system of this is, it's a, tra- we have a lot of nerds, nerdy types that work. So it's a lot of like guys into AV stuff who have been there forever and worked mm-hmm. in that field for a long time. And I just think it's generally underrepresented uh, for women to be there. But there's no specific thing about it that should be, that the divide would be natural. It's just kind of the way that it's come out. So in my department, like we have one woman and there's like 10 wow. of rough. us. Yeah. Which yeah. would probably be rough. Is, I mean, that would probably not be the best to be her in that environment, I'm sure. Right. I don't know, though. I feel like I have an interesting take because I went from one extreme to the other before I worked here where it's pretty much 80 female, 20 male. I worked for a um, sports news network, so heavily male dominated. Um, Pros and cons to both. But in defense of men, what I like about men is that, yeah, they might be mean to you to your face, but they're straight shooters and they sort of deal with things like up front, sometimes aggressively. I, would, I would prefer that. I really hate like, yeah. talking behind like people gossiping and stuff. Right. And the I, I prefer that. And I also think that women, um, like one of the flaws of women are that we can, can be and petty. naturally are not just petty, but are more manipulative. I mean, not that men, there aren't men that are manipulative. Obviously, there are. But especially in the workplace, I've noticed it a lot more with women where they do things that are sneaky. And that's like a personal thing for me is I don't like people who are dishonest or sneaky. And I see that trait more with women than I do with men. That's just my personal experience. Um, And there's just something about that that rubs me the wrong way. Like if you want something, if you have a problem with something, you know, just tell it to me to my face. Don't go behind my back, tell somebody something so it makes them react a certain way and then they spread it. Like, I don't like that. So, yeah. Interesting. Wait, okay. So back to that law. Does this all... So what if the board was all women? Then, so... And this is where where the law becomes unconstitutional. So if the law were to say it has to be balanced, right? Then it would maybe survive. But most legal people who are looking at this law are like, no, there's no way this isn't going to be struck down as unconstitutional by the Supreme Court because you're absolutely right. First of all, quotas are unconstitutional, Mm -hmm. right? So this is a quota because imagine you have a five-man board and then, oh, now you to comply with the law, you add a woman. So there's a five-man and one woman, and then in 2021, it's uh, three women and one man. Or sorry, three women and three men. Mm -hmm. Not only do you have to get rid of two men because they're men in order to satisfy that, 
you also then when the women leave, you have to fill them with women. So it's a quota. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's a minimum number you have to reach. Beyond that, what if it's all women? If it's an all women board, there's no problem. No, there's no problem. So they don't have to replace them with that. That's unfair. Yeah. So it's a gender, it's gender discrimination because the law mm -hmm. is discriminating against an all female company. That's fine. That, yeah, that to me is. I think it should only apply to roles that need to be filled. Like going forward. Like don't like. Yeah, I see. Like, don't like fire someone if they're doing a great job. Don't fire them because they have a penis. Like, just like, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is this is board specific, right? Yeah, it's just for the board of directors, right? Which are usually by election, like the the shareholders. Well, the shareholders also have to vote. Yeah, but I mean, this article brought up some. uh, One of the, I mean, I think the big problem with this law is it just leaves a lot of questions. And this, the nationallawreview.com, they had a good summation of issues with the law. Like, is there a good faith exception? What happens if there's a proxy contest the election and the female nominated by the company loses? Uh, a board of six or more directors must have a minimum of three directors. Would a board of six directors... Women, that is, three women. Yes, three women. Would a board of six directors that is 33% female, two female directors, be fined $100,000 while a board with 30 directors that is 10% female, three female directors, be compliant? Yeah, right. Exactly. There's That's a lot true. of... There's yeah. a lot of... Uh, like, a lot of loose ends. Yeah, a lot of loose ends that aren't really clarified in the law. Right. Well, and that just doesn't make sense. I mean, you don't want to ever legislate... Sexism. Do you think the do you think the if the law was better written and more fair, like would avoid all female boards, so to speak? What would be your opinion of that? Like, do you think the thrust behind the law is good or bad? The thrust behind the law. Yeah. Uh. What, what was going on there? What were you doing? The thrust. I, I was I thinking think, it too when I let Isaac say it. I'm like, no, I'm going to be quiet now. No, I think the, I think it, this is none of government's business. And, and it's like, again, I sound like such a libertarian right now, which I'm not. But What's none I, of government's business? This whole thing. It's You should be able to structure your company however the hell you damn well please. If you want to be all men, fine. If you want to be all women, fine. You know, the, the government has no business coming in, in my opinion, and trying to say, you have to have this woman here because... I, again, I, I think the intention behind the law is good, but the effects is going to be like that, what happened to Tulane. You're, you're going to have this woman who's like, oh, I'm forced to be here. You know, and I, I'm on a different level than all of you because I have to be here. You all know I'm here. You don't respect me as much because you've been forced to put me here. It creates a subclass but you're sort of, conf- of people, you're which sort is of, not, it's, it's just, it's misguided. You're, con- you're conflating a little bit. The, the distinction between somebody working at the company and the company's business being directed by the government versus the board of directors and its makeup. Yeah. So why don't you think that a publicly traded company has, why can't they be subject to the government Because it's still a private company. I mean, it's publicly traded, but it's, it's not a private, it's still a private institution. So Twitter is a privately, you know, it's a public company, but it's privately, is Twitter public? Yeah, you can invest in yeah. Twitter, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what I'm saying is it's just none of the government. I, I don't think the, uh, I think the intentions are good. I think the effects are bad. I, I don't see this. So under no circumstances would you be in favor? No, I, I don't think I would ever favor a law that says you are forced to uh, hire this person because they happen to be a certain gender, you know, <laughs> in a way. I, I don't think, you know, I'm, I agree with that. I mean, I think 
anti-discrimination laws are really good. If you find out that somebody has not been hired because they're a woman, that's good. Because then you are actively discriminating against right. somebody. You that's know? also I, I, right. very I think that's difficult good. to prove too, right? But I think to, to go a step beyond that, to force the like abacus to, to change yourself is an overstep by the government. I think there are certain, and again, I think the diehard feminist would hate me for saying this, but I think there are certain cases where I, I wouldn't want to see a ton of women involved or like even at the top. Like the military is like a big one for me. Mm. Like keep the military like mainly male. I, I would get behind that bumper sticker. Like there are just certain things where like as a woman, I look at something and I'm like, nah, like dudes. And because of what you said before, that sometimes like a one track mind or like a hyper focused mindset is better than somebody who is considering all of the things. And to me, like the military is like an easy example where, you know, if you're just trying to get, you know, you're trying to complete a mission and, you know, complete your objective and keep your troops safe. Do I want a woman or do I want a man? <laughs> I want a man. There'll be less questions. Like, it'll just be like, this is what we're doing. And everyone will be like, all right, cool. Let's do it. If it's women, it'll be like, I don't think that's the best way. Are you sure that's the only way? I don't know about how I feel about it. She is not having a good day. Maybe we could do it tomorrow. Like, it would be a disaster. <laughs> so I see it from the other side, too. We should experiment with all female battalions and see how that goes imagine they all synced up on like the same period cycle mm. <laughs> well yeah we know we had battle today but no one's really feeling it you guys so can we push this five days out right well i think what you're saying sort of <laughs> implicates the real deeper philosophical philosophical conversation of why did we get to this point in the first place i mean like why do you think why do you think historically Every company has been male. Because in in the history, people were genuinely and openly discriminating against women. Like they truly did not have the same opportunities as men. But so why? Because people are old fashioned. Okay. Well, the That's patriarchy like has existed for a really yeah. long time. And we just sort of accepted that as the norm until someone started challenging it i mean so it how did the patriarchy start like why did the patriarchy oh start? my god this is quite the oh we're getting meta no genuine question please like, provide why? the history of the patriarchy no, i'm just saying like, why, why <laughs> did we like... get in this position to begin with like why for so long were men uh and nobody really questioned the fact that women did one role men did another role the men's role was to like do these company things and the women's role was not like how did that begin? World War II. I think that it existed before. Before. <laughs> before. before. Oh, the patriarchy or like women starting to feel like, yeah, like we, no, no, we the, deserve to be equal. I'm saying not. I was answering that question. No, no, no. Right? Not that question. The question okay. of how we started that. How did oh, it start? How, the, how did the oh, gender sure. roles I I begin? I you're, so you're, you're talking gender roles. I thought you were saying, how did this no, situation no. How start? did the gender roles begin in the first place? And why does every culture on earth practice them? Uh, because we conceive well yeah we and i think like men are better at certain things and women are better at certain things does that make sense so it was like mm -hmm. okay naturally like the men will go be the hunters not because women can't but it just sort of makes more sense and then the women will be like the gatherers and like whatnot right but um i just i'm wondering where the disconnect became where like if a, i guess like if a woman then wanted to challenge that like then there was a problem 
and why why did that happen? Right. So I feel like if uh, we talked about like this, this is like a weird thing with medicine was that like women were for the longest time seen as healers and that they could remedy situations. And then, but when like doctors, like professional doctors came around, it was mainly male. And then they sort of like, and then they were practicing what we would now call Western medicine and Eastern medicine was sort of frowned upon because those were like the homeopathic methods that these, you know, female healers had. So it sort of became like, all right, well, we want to be in charge of that. Right. So right. now we sort of have to make them look like they're hacks mm. and we're going to actively not allow women to become. I see. That's interesting. You know what I think it is? And I think that's a very good example, actually. I think it's that it all comes down to hypergamy to me, <laughs> which is that men constantly and forever are trying to impress women in order to get laid. I agree and, with that. And men, particularly, and you see this all the time men who are not like naturally attractive have to go to insane lengths to attract women right they have to like do crazy shit 100% to get there and so the crazy shit they do and the insane lengths they go to are all of these things that you're saying it's like I am now the doctor because you're right like women are far more nurturing but men are like, well, I need to monetize this because I need to have shit to make women want to sleep with me. Like that's the me. entire thing. Like I think all like, and that's why the whole mechanism of thinking that things need to be like men and women are exactly the same. It's like the drive in men is so strong to make a company right because we that little you know jeff bezos needs to be attractive to you know it's jeff bezos isn't getting you know girl version of jeff bezos is gonna get some dick it's at some point <laughs> guy right. version of De jeff bezos no unless he's jeff bezos he's not fucking anybody jeff bezos is bad at sexting you read some of those sex that he sent? Yeah, he's really, he gets way, way too emotional. He's like a chatbot. <laughs> oh, God. I wish I read <laughs> something. like, I want to feel you. Oh, my God. Ew. Yeah. Yeah, it's really it's probably what he thinks she have wants you gotten, to. What women want hey, <laughs> Brie, Brie, have you got any hinge messages like that? That, it, that people want What's to feel? What's the weirdest any hinge message you've ever got? Um, that's such a good question. Oh, one time someone told me they had like a colostomy bag and oh, would I be okay oh, with that? Oh, and I was like, Jesus. Oh, that poor, that poor guy. Oh, and were you? Oh, no. Mm, no. Yeah, it's okay. Was he Dude, Middle I'm not even really into like was, anal. And so like the thought of a colostomy bag <laughs> is like we're, we're hurtling like past the one thing I'm not even really that comfortable with. And we're going all the way. Like I'm like, mm, I don't know. I feel bad for that guy. I'm yeah, so sorry. I did too. But yeah. hey, you know, well, speaking somebody of hinge, will be though, I always say that to people. I'm like attractive Start people. Start a big company. You'll be fine. Can just, yeah. Attractive <laughs> people just have to throw some picks up there and you know people will Swipe yeah. right on you. Like if you're not that good looking, you better knock it out of the park on yeah, those three you questions. Kill it with this yeah. other shit, and nobody can. Nobody get. Dude, one, my my best looking friend was just in town visiting from Maine. He's and, from Maine. Yeah, does he have a Maine accent? And it's completely absurd. Wait, 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 wait. Does no, he no, have no, a no, Maine he's accent? He's not from Maine. He okay. lives in Maine. All right. Because if he had a Maine accent, that would lower his attractiveness significantly. No, he doesn't have a Maine accent. One and, of the worst no, accents he's like, in America. He's like. Anyway, so it's absurd. Like I took him around all these parties, and. Everywhere I go, I get a text message immediately after I leave being like, yo, what's the deal with your friend Dave? Like, <laughs> my friend Sandra, like, she thinks he's really her type. I'm like, oh, okay. 
the oh, super hot new. guy is he just happens to be your type, right? It's like he's yeah, everything he's I type. want in a man. Yeah, how many Extremely friends of attractive. mine? Yeah, yeah, how many friends of mine have That's I introduced it. you to that aren't your type? But he's oh, he happens to be your type, right? And Ooh. so uh I don't know. Again, like I, the, the world of an attractive man is so completely polar opposite to the world of an unattractive man. It's like an unattractive guy has to do crazy, crazy shit, you know. In but even sort of, I think women have that just not as much. Like, was my door open? Yeah. Oh, I told you that. I said, oh. do you want me to? Close I thought it? you meant this door. Oh no, no. Like, if you're an unattract, if you're not like an attractive, um, I actually said this to somebody at the bar last night. I think that if you're an unattractive female, you have to be a freak in the bedroom. Otherwise, nobody's going to want you. Who are you telling this to? I think anybody it, who will listen, honestly, it was think, two in the morning. I think so. it's a little bit more of a gray area. I think it's like an unattractive girl is going to be able to, to... It's like, okay, you're in the right place at the right time. Some guy is going to come along and bang like, you. I mean, unless you're like truly, truly heinous. Right. But an unattractive guy has, in today's world, has no chance. Zero Zero chance. I, you know, I think. Did we talk about this? Unless in the he's rich. Like, I'm pretty sure we said that women tend to date men who are less attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Than them. So, but I, only the ones that are like really successful. I don't know. I've seen. I don't know. I'm just saying. I've seen some know. women. I've had. I had a friend who dated a total loser. Like, not rich, not attractive, just. Treat her like shit. What do you guys think of AOC's boyfriend? Have you seen pictures of him? I can only imagine. What is it? What's the, the, he's been getting oh, uh, no. roasted on Twitter? <laughs> I feel AOC. somebody somebody commented. He's just this guy that's dating a bartender who's a little bit out of his league, and now he's getting destroyed on Twitter. He's like an operative, though, in some way. He's is like he? involved. She, I am quite attracted to AOC. I, yeah, I have to of be course honest. You are. Uh, she really does it for I me. I don't think he's that. Like, There's one specific picture where his beard is very scraggly and he was getting... I have to oh, say, he God. looks thank like God the type of guy she constantly rants about on Twitter. I'm just going to... Yeah, <laughs> white man, right? I'm just going to With red hair? Is that what... Oh, wow. No, he just looks like... He literally looks like he could be at an alt-right rally, too. But maybe she's doing it unintentionally oh, to show that she could be. He's sweet looking. He looks like that guy on uh, Game of Thrones. What was? I'm trying to find the original. Which one? The, the ori- one who's like the big like. All right, Sheeran. This episode is. Wait, hold on. I just have to ask you a question out. though, because you made an interesting point. So, I, what you're saying is that throughout history, if we, if women just gave it up more and were less discriminatory to whether you were physically attractive or not, that you would have let us had whatever job we wanted. It was that easy. Well, there would that's have been all a lot, you wanted. Was that's that was it? There would have been a lot of uh, less incentive for men to strive super hard to create shit that then made them attractive to women. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So yeah, in a way. I mean, I think it's like now there's always these jokes on the internet that are like, man, all these, this is really a very dark joke. So not okay. even a joke, yes. dark observation. But Do it. You know, man, <laughs> girls, if there's like a weird kid in your class that like seems just go fuck him. <laughs> and you're gonna save your school from a school shooting. <laughs> oh, oh my, my God. God. But it's That's fucking crazy. like 100% true also. That's Hell probably true. Right. Yeah, it's like literally, if you guys just f- like fucked the weird kid, like you're not, he's not going to shoot up the school. I promise. Oh my god! I'm I know dying. it's terrible. It's a terrible thing to say, but it's also just, I mean, it's not funny at all and horrible and insensitive. But it's also just like there's something to that. 
Well, men, I feel like they can't deal with their ego being. Blessed. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's do you know? But because it, it's hard, man. You don't have to go around and ask people out. You I know? agree with you. It's there. like you got to totally deal with that. rejection, constant fucking rejection. Even my best looking friends get rejected all the fucking time. Yeah, it and sucks. it's like you got to learn to live with it. You know. It's right. not fun. It's not fun being rejected, man. It fucking hurts, and it's not great. This I is why he's you. gay. Why else? You got to buck. You got to buck up, bucko. <laughs> yeah, I don't get rejected ever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's was like the whole reason why people are gay. So um, can we get back to uh, conclude by yes talking about conclude. the thing that we discussed at the beginning, which was this law. This law. Uh, I I. I don't agree with your framing that the government shouldn't be telling large corporations what to be doing. I love it. I, I think that the government should. I, I don't trust corporations to do the right thing. So I, this law is a little loosey-goosey, as the questions in this article seem to indicate. Like, it's not really structured very well and doesn't answer a lot of the questions that it needs to. But I certainly I don't see much harm coming out of this other than maybe a few instances where... You know, there's a board of all women, which I think is extremely unlikely with most of these companies. So I think that it's a good instinct and maybe executed better would be preferable. Well, it just brought the subject to light. It's yeah. going to be improved in the future. The thing yeah. is, no one was talking about this before. So, of course, we're like, what? what is this? There were some and Jerry Brown said that, too. He said, mm. like, this law, even if it doesn't survive, because yeah. like, it probably isn't going Something to, is gonna it's at least its we're place. talking about it. Well, there, was, is, yeah. there were some women that were interviewed about it who were business executives, and they were against it, but they, and they their counterproposal was, like, a law which required the government to name and shame all the corporations that had fewer than x number of women on their boards yeah see i'd be down for that you know just publish it you know publish the idea that's i'm totally fine with that to make that totally transparent and that there'd be a list and if you don't want to invest yeah in the companies that don't comply like that i think is very fair yeah i feel like if you had I'm i'm a fairly reasonable person and if you explained to me why you didn't have any women or you only had one woman on your board and it made sense i'd be like okay like nobody should force you to change that that makes sense but for somebody who's like, I have no idea, like, I'd be like, hmm, maybe you should take a look at yourself and your company and ask why that might be. Right. Like, is it really possible that the only suitable board members that you found or the best ones were all male? Yeah. Potentially, but in every case, I don't know. Guys, thank you for coming on. Plug your podcast one more time so our listeners can come harass you. Yeah. It's a good po- podcast. Oh, thank you. Faster, better. Faster, better. And in heels. That's right. <laughs> it's everywhere every podcast platform mm-hmm. pretty much every including Monday. spotify we're on insta too guys i'm working real hard to color curate the insta and it's driving me up a wall i like your guys insta. i'm always intrigued i'm always like oh what are they what are they talking about because there's always like some random picture we're I'm like what is this all, all the you guys need more pictures of you two I try As to bring you guys that. work in influencer marketing, you know it's all about the faces. You have to have your face in there. Actually, Spencer, who is a friend of Isaac's, suggested but, that we no. start For, one video. time podcast, the worst podcast you know we've ever. Had. You, you know <laughs> Sorry, what? Though, if we have, if we <laughs> started kidding, a kidding. YouTube channel, that means that we have to like look. Not homeless when we show up to record. <laughs> I know. know how nice it is to just like. But people get have up, said that they're like, you the should. Have people asked, told you to do the same thing, like oh, yes. video yeah, record your podcast? Yeah, we have this discussion all the time. And he's anti. I don't. Because this is why. Because I would have to do all of the work. Double the editing. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thank you so much. And listen to our episode on your podcast, which is going to be recorded right now. 
Hey, it's plug time. Thanks for listening to this episode. We're going to do a few plugs real quickly. Uh, join our forum at nahf.boards.net. We have some fun conversations happening there. Not really, but, you know, if you join, it'll be more fun. You can email us at notahugefanpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe on your preferred podcast platform and write us a review on iTunes. Pretty please. It's so helpful if you do that. Yeah, and do all those things and don't fucking text me. Yeah, leave don't, Isaac alone. Do not text me your thoughts about the podcast. Yeah, That's, send them to the email or post exactly. them on the forum and we will respond there yeah. and it'll be great. Right. Uh, and then my social media is all Funzaroni, including my website. You can follow me there. Thank you. How do you spell that? F-U-N-Z-A-R-O-N-I. Funzaroni. Funzaroni. And why is it that? Uh, it's a name I picked ages ago and now it's too late. Yeah. To go back. Sounds around. Uh, you can find me at isaacsimpson.com. That's my website. Uh, it's a portfolio website, so it's a lot of my work uh, in the advertising and journalism and brand creation world. But uh, you can also find ways to contact me there. Um, and also... Uh, I don't really do socials, but you can find me on Medium. That's probably the best place to, to find me or LinkedIn. I enjoy being LinkedIn. So just LinkedIn Isaac Simpson and you can uh, talk to me there. That's it. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Don't text Isaac. <laughs> <laughs>